You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Hey, Corey, have you ever been on a road trip and haven't had your regular radio station that you tune into? Of course. And so you usually wind up surfing for anything to pass the time, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the scan and seek button get punched a lot. Exactly. Well, I was in L.A. traffic, stuck for several hours, and the only thing that I could find to listen to was this talk show. And there was this one lady who calls in from Philadelphia, and she's complaining that things have gotten one-sided in their bedroom. That she seems to be willing to go down on him, but he doesn't seem to be nearly as eager to go down on her. Okay. And the interviewer asks the question, could there be a feminine hygiene issue? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Dead silence. Of course. For several seconds. And she says, well, I shower, if that's what you mean. Right. And he says, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, do you spread the lips of your vagina? Do you cleanse the inner and outer labia? Do you, you know, are you meticulous about getting into the cracks and crevices of your entire nether region? And she was just totally freaked out. She said, well, <laughs> I was never told that I have to do that. She said, I heard Dr. Oz say on the Oprah show that the vagina is a self-cleaning oven. <laughs> and I thought, hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the oven door has to be wiped down on occasion, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to spank her mama for never having told her that, by the way, honey, this is going to be something that you want to be intentional about to make it as pleasant as possible right. for your husband. Yeah. I, I just kind of wondered what kind of torture had this husband been put to because she didn't know about proper feminine hygiene. So I wondered, Corey, is this a topic that you're willing to explore both hygiene for men and women? Oh yeah. I mean, is this too gross and disgusting for sexy marriage radio or well, is this fair game? Well, let me ask you this. Will it help people have more and better connecting sex? It will help them, yes, and it will help them enjoy it so much more. Then it is fair game, because this is <laughs> Sexy Marriage Radio, and that is what we talk about here. That, And if there's something that we have not talked about, please send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, because we love hearing from our listeners, and we would love to give you tips that the oven door does need to be wiped down occasionally. Just that simple and that straightforward, <laughs> because this is a continuation of the series we've been doing of... The spiritual aspect of sex, the emo- the mental aspect, the emotional, and then now we are to the physical. And there are certain physical things that will enhance, increase the enjoyment of sex, and also possibly decrease the enjoyment of sex, <laughs> such as... And decrease the frequency. Right, as such as hygiene issues, both male and female. Yeah. So I write about this pretty extensively in my new book, The Passion Principles, Celebrating Sexual Freedom in Marriage. And I'm going to be discussing some things today out of chapter 32 about how can I bring my A-game into the bedroom. Okay. So you're talking about intentionality here, right? Because this is preparatory kind of work. Yes, this definitely requires intentionality. But first, it requires knowledge. I mean, how can you be intentional (laughs) to do something that you don't know is supposed to be done? Well, I'm also just thinking of the simple fact of... Taking a shower before you go to bed to have sex. That's an yes, intentionality. That's, that's the number one thing on my list for yeah. men. <laughs> well, we'll get there in a sec. Yeah, cause I, but I think about it, though. I mean, how many times, Shannon, do you think people fall victim to, but it's not spontaneous then. It doesn't just happen like it does in the movies where 
where they wake up and they have mad, passionate sex with deep kissing and with morning breath. Don't think for a minute that that actor and actress didn't do some sort uh-huh. of hygiene before they climbed into that movie scene. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and don't think for a minute that that actually is taking place after they just slept eight hours. Yeah, or after they've been <laughs> sitting on their behind at work all uh-huh. day. Yeah, so... Or after they've been to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is, this is where I, I just mean the idea of, okay, yeah, that can still be part of foreplay, as odd as that sounds. It's it's kind of self foreplay. It's kind of getting your mind set. It's getting your body set. Yeah, and if you if you want to take your spouse into the shower with you, even we'll better. Yeah, that's even better. Foreplay. But yeah, we'll we'll get to the men in a minute. Let's okay. uh, let's go ahead and finish our conversation about the women. All right, ladies first. Yeah, because here's the thing: we were raised, uh, many of us, with moms who said very little in regard to feminine mm-hmm. hygiene. I don't know if it's that our moms were afraid to tell us anything for fear that we would then go out and use what we had learned, <laughs> but we didn't get a whole lot. Right. Um, but what we did get is the commercials on TV about douching products, mm-hmm. and so we put two and two together that okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to douche, and. What we don't know is that when a woman douches, it washes away not just the bad bacteria that causes odor. It also washes away the good bacteria that prevents like yeast infections and other things. Right. And so actually medical doctors recommend that you don't douche. Or if you do, maybe it's once a month or, you know, once a quarter or something like that. But he says that there's – my doctor and many others say there's no medical reason that a woman should need to douche because yes, the inside, the vaginal canal is a self-cleaning oven. That's not where the odors start. Right. The odors start on the exterior part in between the labia in those cracks and crevices. And so obviously a douche can address that, but you can address that without washing out the good bacteria from your vaginal canal by simply using an intimate cleanser, like summer's Eve intimate cleanser. It's just like soap, uh, you can use it every single day. Uh, you don't have to use it every single day. I, th- I think that some men kind of like a little bit of a natural smell to his wife, that she doesn't have to always smell perfumey and soapy. Right. But I would definitely recommend, you know, every two to three to four days tops that you would just, you wouldn't want that odor to build up. Right. Um, so cleansing versus douching, very important. Also, before you can expect your husband to want to have a picnic on your lawn, you need to trim the grass. Um, <laughs> Wait, I don't know what you mean by that, Shannon. What are you? Never mind. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you can play ignorant if you want to. I'm not ignorant. <laughs> but the reality is, is that men do not want to pick pubic hair out of their teeth any yep. more than a woman would. Yep. I mean, that's just nasty to think of. Um, so the reality is, is that part of your body does need to be trimmed. Right. Doesn't have to be waxed baby smooth. Uh, I mean, some women, unless do. That, yeah, unless that's a choice. Yeah. So some women do enjoy that experience. Uh, and what I'm referring to is the sexual experience afterwards. I'm not referring to the process of having it done. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I can't imagine there's a lot of I've much joy with that one. No, I had it that my, my friend uh, gave me a spa certificate for my 40th birthday. And I told her, I said, it's going to be weird that you actually bought me a bikini wax for my 40th birthday. But that's what I really want. Because I was about to write my book, The Sexually Confident Wife. Okay. And I wanted to address, you know, whether I thought that was a good idea. Okay, so this woman is performing this procedure. And I, I mean, isn't it the 40-year-old virgin where they show Steve Carell getting hot wax poured onto his chest and then 
she sticks the sticky tape on there and then rips the chest hair off and he ah, yeah. know, can't go another way. He, he leaves looking like a jack-o'-lantern because right. he just can't stand the pain. Well, imagine that in a woman's nether region, right. that kind of pain. No, I don't even want to imagine that. It is. It ranks right up there with Chinese water torture or, you know, bamboo shoots in your fingernails, root no. canal without Novocaine, whatever. <laughs> I, I just kept thinking those three words over and over in my head. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> it was not, I love you. It yeah. Was, Are you done? Yeah. So I had it done once. And yes, it feels phenomenal sexually after the pain goes away. But, um, and, and it keeps it from getting all itchy when it grows back in. Uh, because when a woman shaves, it does, it gets all itchy within about two days. And right. it is maddening. Right. So I can see the benefits to it. But the reality is, is it's very expensive and very painful. And my husband just looked at me and he said, please don't feel that I need that. He, yeah. said, you know, just keep it. he said, you keep it really well trimmed. I don't yeah. need that. Well, then on Valentine's Day a few years ago, I did it again, thinking, you know, well, I, I just want to have that experience again. What I is wrong so with you, woman? I know. like you know, <laughs> From what you just described, what is wrong with you? I remember we went to dinner, and I was just in a foul mood. And we went and sat through a movie, and I, I was still in a lot of pain. And finally, at the end of the night, when Greg was like, you know, what, what's been wrong with you? You haven't seemed as, you know, lovey-dovey as you normally would on a Valentine's Day. And I told him what I had done, and he was like, look, I forbid it. Don't ever yeah. do it again if it hurts that bad. Yeah, if I, if I have to pay that price, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, again, some women, they say, oh, but the more you do it, the less it hurts. More power to you, babe. Okay. But if you just trim it. I think that that's probably sufficient for most men. And you're know, really about once a month uh, or every couple of weeks. No big deal. Well, and this, actually, yeah, isn't this something also have a conversation with your, your husband about it? Of, about what he prefers. Yeah. Of what's, what does he enjoy if, when it comes to that part of you? Yes. Good that's, idea. I mean, that's huge. Hello, rocket science right there. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to do it, but at least you, at least you have some pointing in the right direction. Right. I mean, it is your body, yep. but he is the one putting his face there. <laughs> if, so that's, yeah, if that's what you're wanting, that's for in sure. Your right. If, yeah. that's, if that's what you're wanting, for sure. If that's what you're hoping is that he'll go down more, well, ask what would help make the landing a little better. There you go. There you go. Um, they actually make razors that you can use in these intimate nether regions in the shower. And so it's really not that complicated anymore. Yeah. That it's just. It's as simple as shaving your legs or shaving your armpits. You just, you know, add that to your uh, grooming repertoire every few weeks and yeah. you're probably good to go. Yep. Now, <laughs> I want to say the same thing about men. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there is, there is something about a face full of pubic hair that isn't necessarily pleasurable for women either. Sure. Um, and I don't think that I ever even gave this any thought until I started writing this book. Um, because my husband has always shaved down there. Um, but one time I asked him, I was like, how long would that grow if you didn't trim it so often? And he was like, oh, you, you just don't want to <laughs> test that theory. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was thinking cornrows or ponytails or yeah. what, but, um, you know, he explained that for him, he feels the sensation of skin to skin, whether it's my hands, whether it's my cheeks, whether it's my lips, he feels that more if the hair's not there. Right. 
And so it, it's something that he does for himself. It wasn't necessarily something that I asked him for, but I realized how much I appreciate that yeah. about him because I do enjoy a skin to skin feel more often than a skin to a big pile of, of pubic hair. feel. Yeah. And also I would recommend, I mean, let's just be real. Women don't have hairy butts, but men do. Right. And there's not a lot about a big hairy butt that is real exciting to a woman. What? Uh, <laughs> I know, I know that's so disappointing and disheartening. Okay, sorry. But the reality is, is you know, you know, men like to have their prostate gland massaged or you know, perhaps even licked in the act of oral sex. But the reality is, is that's awfully close to his anal passage yep. to his anus. So using a razor to just trim the outer parts of, of the inner crack yep. would, would probably be a good idea. Yep, just kind of taking care of the area. There you go. Just manscaping. Yep. Just manscaping, baby. And what that will prevent is dingleberry formation. Yep. Because the reality is, is dry toilet paper doesn't work real well on a big hairy bottom. And sometimes things are left behind that you cannot expect her to be excited about putting her Ooh. face there. Yeah you, yeah, you talk about a buzz killer. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully these little tidbits of yep. just manscaping, showering before you expect sex, whether that's in the evening, whether that's in the morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe intercourse is, is different. Maybe you can do intercourse in the morning and you haven't had to shower all night, or maybe you just come home from work and you just want a quickie or whatever. But if you're wanting oral sex, and I understand that we're going to be doing a future show on the, the intricacies of oral sex. Yeah, mark it down. There you go. So that that's we'll just give you a little teaser there. That is to come, but no no pun intended. <laughs> pun <there>. intended, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, showering before sex, uh, trimming the grass, clean, you know, keeping it cleansed. All these things are just ways to make it more pleasurable for yeah. your spouse to enjoy doing what you're hoping that they'll do. Well, and you made the comment about with intercourse, it still is beneficial to um, have done some some trimming and some pruning. At the very least, just because if you think about it, pubic hair, that can actually generate a pretty potent smell. It can. And so if you have yeah. a lot, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's thick, it, it, it'll capture more of the smells. And sex has a smell. And sometimes sex doesn't sure. have a good smell. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's, wow, that one was really potent. And so it, if, if you just have less there... In, in the pubic region, it's it's a little easier to just keep it tidy and keep it clean. There you go. There you go. I completely agree. Yeah. So because so, it's, it's not about necessarily uh, shaving clean. It's just about, you know, just kind of tidy up a little bit. You know, keep keep your house in order. <laughs> I mean, there's to, to use man speak, you know, we take pride in the way the front of our home looks. Well, take pride in the front of your home. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the reality is, is that women, most women do the laundry in the house Yeah, and they know what your white underwear looks like at the end of the day. <laughs> and the idea of putting her face in the same region that produced those skid marks yeah. is just not really exciting. She needs to know that you're being intentional. Yeah, that's not about... part of foreplay. No, skid marks is, is never a good aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. it is a reality of life. Yep. It just is. All right. So we've, um, it, we've, we've got the prep work done, or at least 
covered quite a bit. I don't think this ever been discussed before. That, that's probably more than their mama or daddy ever told uh, them. It, it, uh, prob- probably so, but hey, that's great. Now we're further down the road, right? Now we're helping people truly get 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 the idea of experiencing more with yeah. sex because they're getting some prep and some tensionality in there. And you know what I th- you know what just went through my head is there's probably a lot of couples out there who've been married many years who are going. Okay, why have I never thought about some of these things yeah. before? You may thought about many, but not all. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if your son or daughter is getting married to just introduce them to Sexy Marriage Radio and uh-huh. this particular episode in preparation for their honeymoon? We'll tell them Wouldn't for you. Wouldn't it be you. great to yeah. just come into the marriage bed with that knowledge of how can I bring my A-game into the bedroom? How can I set the stage right for yep. this to always be pleasurable for my spouse? Yeah, because think about and it. And I would think that that's very important. Yeah, because we've done a show on how to talk to your kids about this, about sex. Mm-hmm. And and so this is, you're talking, I love this idea, Shannon, because you're talking about somebody that hopefully you've had that conversation with. If not, it's, I don't know if the wedding night, you know, right before the wedding day is too late, but they probably have an idea already by then. But, yeah, yeah. But this can be one of those, man, it's kind of awkward to talk to my 20-something-year-old kid about this. But if that's the case and it's so debilitating to think about, well, all right, hey, there's some great stuff on Sexy Marriage Radio that would help you, specifically this show, this show, this show, this show. Yeah, and for years, my friends have often said, when it comes time to talk to my children about sex, can I just send them to your house? <laughs> well, Sexy Marriage Radio is a way that yep. they can do that yeah, without the Can we just have dinner with you? <laughs> well, that's exactly what you're doing with Sexy Marriage Radio. <laughs> it, really, what we're doing here, Corey, is we are offering free marriage coaching yep. weekly yep. to yep. regular subscribers. And maybe people are listening to this episode just because they clicked on it on the website. I hope you'll subscribe. I hope that you'll let us... Uh, you know, send you this this show regularly every Wednesday morning. Just integrate it to be a part of your life because you just never know what you can learn. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is we don't know what we don't know. Wow. So you know, we kind of bring to light those things that people didn't stop to think about. And I love the fact that our listeners often introduce us to things yeah. that we hadn't thought about either. Keep those questions and comments and feedbacks and suggestions coming. Yes, please. All right, so we've got other physical aspects of sex that will help, right? What are you referring to? I'm just thinking of the actual workings of a man and a woman. I mean, we've talked about the clitoral stimulation before, but it's worth touching again, (laughs) pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead and touch, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Just because um, that's one of those things that sex cannot be fulfilling sometimes for a woman because— the husband has not spent any time for her. And and maybe there's times where that's okay, where she's like, okay, this is for you, and I'm good with that. Right. But, but then if there's the times where, yeah, I want some more stimulation, and penile vaginal stimulation isn't quite enough to put me through the roof. So you need to incorporate a little bit more to get yeah, the clitoris involved. Yeah, she wants a release, too. Right, yeah. So you either need to spend some time with your hands, which... By the way, showering comes in well because dirty hands changes the pH level of a vagina too, which will also bring about yeast infections. Just a little Very note. Very true. So Very true. being clean on both sides. Yeah, being clean on both sides is important <laughs> to, to, to make sure you're being diligent. But the other is, you know, use your hands, use your tongue, use body parts. And a, a man can even alter his angle so that, the part just above his penis 
hits the clitoris when as as you're thrusting in and out. Okay, I don't want to. I, I don't want to argue with you. I completely agree. Well, you can argue but with me because I'm a man, you're a woman, and I could be completely wrong. I know there are couples out there going, "Well, what's wrong with us that that doesn't happen for us?" Because the reality is, is there are some there are some men that are so large yeah. that completely penetrating his wife is not possible without sending her through the roof and not in a good way. Right. That's true. That it's painful true. To, to for him to completely penetrate her. So the idea of he goes yeah at an angle that it touches her clitoris and that it, it's just a, an unrealistic expectation. So right. I don't want our listeners to think, oh wow, there's something wrong with us that we're not able to do this. I think that it's based on size and shape and position and mm-hmm. rhythm and there's there's a lot of factors to consider. Right, because it's also delicate balancing out. Yeah, it's also it's also contingent on body size. Yes, you know, with, very much so. With certain amounts think, of weight, you 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 limit some of the things you can do as weights right. go up or down. You know, so there's just yeah, I, great point. Right, and it's not just a man's weight. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes if if a woman has excess belly um, insulation there, that, that getting to that clitoris can be a little bit more challenging. You right. are going to have to be intentional about lifting up that excess to where the clitoris is exposed enough that it actually feels the stimulation that you're trying to provide. I think that it's safe just to say that you have to be intentional about discovering just how your partner needs to be touched right? and with what body part or what toy or whatever in order to experience the most pleasure. Because it's just like Pavlov's dog. If they get pleasure, if they experience orgasm, they're going to want to experience that again and again <laughs> and again. Maybe not as often right. as the other spouse, right? but there's a built-in reward circuitry that pretty much dictates that they're going to want to experience that again. Right. But if they're not experiencing pleasure, if they're not getting their sexual release and having their orgasm, what's in it for them? Right. It's just a bunch of work, Yeah. you know, to do that for the other partner. Not saying that it's not joy to do the work for the other partner, but it's when it's a two-way street that it's a joy. It's when yeah. you know that you're going to be getting the, an equal amount of attention to your pleasure that you find joy in providing pleasure to your partner. Yeah, that's that's the give and take of of a healthy, vibrant sex life that, that you learn how to give and you also learn how to take. Cause that's an act in and of itself sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we it, all it have is. trouble. And let me, yeah, if you don't agree with that as a listener, let me ask you this. How graciously do you accept gifts that are given to you uh, freely in the sense of you didn't do anything. They just, I wanted to give you a gift. Don't we try to pawn that? Oh, it was nothing. I don't need that. You know, you try to make light same of it. Thing with- same thing with compliments. Yep. Oh, you know, no, this is, it's, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Or, yeah. yeah. You, you minimize it and yeah, it is. It's hard to accept. Yep. And so <laughs> as odd as it sounds, sometimes sexually, it's hard to accept re- to be, to receive some things that a spouse might be willing to do. And that's a yeah. growth opportunity. Yeah. Well, and the reality is, is sometimes it's hard for women to accept what husbands want to do because they know that they're going to be the ones dealing with the mess afterward. Because let's just be real. Okay. If you're doing sex right, yeah. it creates a mess. It, it, is, it isn't a clean sport. No, it's it's not. <laughs> and we're not just talking about where he ejaculates that, you know, we did a show previously on the G-spot. Right. And uh, I want you to share uh, what one of our listeners wrote in. But yeah, if if you're striking her G spot and she's emitting that fluid, it's gonna be 
a big mess. And so um, do we have time to talk about what to do with you know, how to enjoy the afterglow? Let's without- go. Yeah, we got let's we got right. a couple minutes. Let's let's tackle it. Okay. So here's a few things that you can do to enjoy the afterglow without the after mess. First of all, keep a stack of washcloths in your drawer beside your bed to where you're not looking at each other going, okay, which one of us has to get up and go to the bathroom <laughs> and get the towel. Right. Um, another thing, you know, we mentioned on the G spot episode is put a crib pad underneath you that will capture so much of the wetness and not allow that to soak in through the sheets. Right. Or, or a big towel or something that, yeah. Yeah. I'm well, with you. you know, sometimes a towel isn't good unless you, you know, double it, triple it, quadruple it. Yeah. It is quite a bit of, of thin fluid that flows easily through layers and layers. Okay. Um, but the the goal is to keep your sheets from having you know, nobody wants to get up after sex and completely change the sheets, <laughs> the mattress pad, the whole nine yards. Right. And so the most creative uh suggestion came to me through my blog where a woman said that she just went out and she bought an extra mattress pad and an extra set of sheets and she layered her her mattress she put on mattress pads uh fitted sheet another mattress pad another fitted sheet and she said then when they get done having sex if it bled through the sheets then all she has to do is strip off the top two layers and they're good they don't have to go digging through the linen closet and wrestle sheet pockets down over mattress corners and all that jazz she basically made a linen lasagna just layered it and layered it on top of her bed um and so, yeah, it, it's helpful, I think, if a man will make his deposit on her, on the exterior, either on her stomach or her back or wherever, because if he makes his deposit inside, then guess who has to sleep in the wet spot all night long? <laughs> um, it doesn't just come out when she goes to the bathroom. Right. It, it, it slowly it makes seeps. its way out through the course of four hours. <laughs> yeah. There's so, no, um, there's no frustration there, is there? I didn't pick up any of that from your voice. <laughs> None at all. None at all. Also, forget Kleenex. They're they're too messy. They tear apart when you're trying to clean up this consistency of fluid. Right. Actually, paper towels are much better. So keep a roll of paper towels under your bed. Kleenex can work in a pinch, but I understand what you're saying. A paper towel or an actual washcloth, much much better. Yep. So um, there's there's a few ideas to just keep it uh, neat enough and the bedroom that you're not thinking i don't want to have sex just because i don't want to deal with the mess afterwards you're already <laughs> equipped to deal with the mess you've got the things right there at your fingertips you know how to handle it be a big girl be a big boy put on your big girl panties your big boy or no take off your big girl panties. exactly take off your big boy boxers and have that sex knowing that you can deal with the mess because <laughs> so, it's all again that also then oddly enough goes back to the intentionality the preparatory kind of stuff it's it's the forethought of Hey, I'm going to make this part of my relationship. So, I'm going to do some prep work for it. I mean, we yeah. do that for big things in life anyway, don't we? Well, very seldom do we just do a vacation where we pick up and go and we're gone to some extravagant location. There's some prep work involved. A lot of prep work. Yeah. So, but it, but it's great, isn't it? The experience very, very of true. going on these trips and experiencing these things. Well, sex can be the exact same way. That you spend some time, there's some forethought ahead of time, there's some planning, and then you just kind of let it unfold. And, and this is not something that you have to do every single time. Once you right. get yourself set up that way, then it's it's just part of your routine. Right. We, we've kept a stack of washcloths in our nightstand drawer for 20 years. Yeah. You know, we just know that when we do the laundry, we fill those, that's where those go. Put some back there. But yeah, yep. you get the idea. Uh, so share with our listeners about this email that you received from the couple 
uh, that listened to the G Spot episode. Oh, the one. Okay, yeah, we opened the show last time with it. it so it's worth saying again because after 33 years, I'm just going to paraphrase it, but after 33 years, they they discovered the G Spot, and the wording was his arm was still black and blue from the eruption. Because I think the way you phrased it was, sounds like she might have been, what was it, the grip of pleasure? There you go. Now <laughs> I remember. Yeah, at 46, I'm having senior moments. <laughs> no You're worries. It's worth saying again, because anytime we hear from listeners that are benefiting from our show, Shannon, I'm all for hearing from them and spreading that word, because that's, that's why we do what we do. Well, here's what I love about that testimony. What I want, you know, the part that I was really wanting to focus in on is they've been married over 30 years. Exactly. And they are still discovering new things. Yeah. They're still being adventurous and playful. Woohoo! Yeah, and that's awesome because that's, that's, that's kind of hope for the fact that, yeah, we've experienced a lot, but there is still more. There's still more uncharted, undiscovered land. <laughs> So, Consider yourself Christopher Columbus and go exploring. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's time to set out on a new adventure. And what better way to do that one than with the person you love? I mean, that's awesome. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Making love and making love laugh. Yeah, I love it. Glad you joined us wherever you are. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend some time with us. If there's something we missed or something that's not done, send us an email. It's feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes, give us feedback, comments, help us climb the charts in the sexuality category. We thank you for that. So wherever you are, whatever you got going on, we hope that it's pleasurable and enjoyable and making way for greatness in your married sex life. Have a great day. See you next time. <laughs>